small world, big data. I don't know if this bill is going to be the golden ticket for consumers, but there is no doubt in my mind that we cannot have 50 different privacy laws in the United States. Hi, Mike Manchin with Small World Big Data. We are here with another great episode of the Tech Top 6 with the IT Weekly Newsletter Chief Editor Warren Avery. Welcome, Warren. Mike, as always, a true pleasure to talk to you every couple of weeks here. We're getting into our triple digits out here in Arizona, so we no longer have any cold water. Yeah, the cold water, the thing of the past. I think any water in Arizona is starting to be a thing of the past, which kind of concerns <laughs> me for you, Warren. Uh, That's to- true. I mean, maybe you can go around and you know drink water out of cactuses and stuff we were talking about earlier. You can get yep. like, a little bit out of that. What else is going on? What else do you see going on with the IT Weekly Newsletter? If you go out to the Weekly Newsletter in our search window and you put in tools, I have 145 articles out there about free tools for you name it. And there's all sorts of suggestions on what sort of tools you can get to solve IT problems. So I get technical articles, leadership articles, uh, whatever happens to be out there. I find it absolutely fascinating. Oh, yeah, it didn't occur to me to look for tool articles. I always think of it as advice or development or keeping in touch with the latest technology trends and, and doing some research on that. But tools actually productive applications and pointers to things to actually help get the job done today. That'd be cool too. Yep. Security tools, DevOps tools, uh, whatever happened, just put in the word tools and you, you'll see 145 articles out there. All right. So what we do here on the Tech Top 6 is we look at six of the articles you've brought along today that come from your recent curations of articles that you do every day on the IT Weekly newsletter, daily, weekly. I mean, don't get concerned with the names here. You're curating tech articles every day, fresh articles on the newsletter. At the end of this episode, we'll tell you how to dig deeper into that free resource for this. Absolutely. And what's unique about us, Mike, is we do not use cookies. If you go out to our website, look for an article, you're not going to get a call in 30 minutes from a sales guy. No, we don't do that. We don't put any cookies out there. We're just out here to provide a service to all of our IT professionals. Now, hand-picked articles. What more could you want? All right, so let's go through these six that you brought along today. The first one is talking about something that a lot of people just sort of, you know, eh, IT governance. Do I have to do governance? Why can't I just do fun technology stuff? But governance is, of course, really critical when you're talking about data and privacy and security and you're doing things right. It's a major part of what professional IT people are concerned with. What, though, you found here are things that people don't really understand about governance. Well, the companies confuse compliance with governance. Compliance is the law. Governance is how you get there. And so people ask me, well, do companies understand it? Well, I don't think companies understand, but I think compliance and governance officers do. So companies have a real misconception about governance. And this article clears up some of the myths. And there's several of them here, Mike, and I'm not going to go through them all. But, you know, for example, third parties, don't assume that all your third party vendors have good hygiene. Third party risk assessments are absolutely mandatory. The other thing, remember, is software cannot solve a company's problem. Software can only make a bad situation worse. And if you don't have any governance policies and procedures, getting software isn't going to fix that. And also remember that governance is not a one-and-done process. All organizations, they've got to participate in governance, and that means that there's no one piece of software that's going to solve everything. There's other areas here that we ought to cover, but remember, compliance is the law. Governance is how you get there, and you need to pay attention to it. Right. I mean, I tend to think, just looking over this, governance is one of those things that 
people view it as a necessary evil, but it's not really evil. It's a very powerful tool for getting things done in the company and making sure the company stays on the straight track. I just wanted to also say that there's a common theme here in something you said about software in that in IT, we tend to like to automate things. Number one project initiative ever. But if you automate the wrong things, you just get worse faster. You go in the wrong direction at high speed. You know, you don't want to automate the wrong things. Exactly. So governance myths will get you this. If you remember that key phrase, governance myths, and go to the IT Weekly Newsletter website, you'll find this particular article. If you're just interested in governance, you'll find over 130, 140 articles on IT governance alone. All right, let's look now at article number two, which is something about cloud. You are looking here at an article that talks about cloud security, which is near and dear to all of us. This is a little bit related to governance in a way. I mean, if you're not secure, you're not, you're not doing the right kinds of governance things. But cloud is complicated. Getting secure in the cloud is complicated. So what is this uh, article offering us advice about developing our cloud security? Yep, it's an article out of Health Tech Magazine by Shafale Mukincheri, who's the CISO at Edwards Elmhurst Health. And it's called Developing a Cloud Security Strategy. Now, health companies have maybe a little more constraints in terms of the regular industries, but these areas certainly apply. When you're going to the cloud, you've got to review your cloud risk implementations. These are challenges from policy, procedures, technology, guidance, security standards. You know, when, when you go to the cloud, you're entrusting your data to a third party and regulatory issues need to be covered. You got to mitigate the cloud security and compliance threats. These are compliance violations, identity theft, malware infection, data breaches, customer trust. You've also got to address cloud availability and reliability. Consider continuity planning with set processes that are in place to manage and reclaim your data should the service cease to be temporary or permanently. And make sure the company internally has required bandwidth because you're sending stuff over the wire and it takes time. And there are several more areas here, Mike, that companies that are looking at the cloud and security need to take a look at. So it's a very good article. And the last statement in this whole article is that you need to do a real true cost of ownership for cloud services. Don't fudge the numbers to implement something that is wanted, but not necessarily needed. So do that TCO. Yeah, some of the other bullet points I see here would be you know, identifying your staff, not understanding the impact on your internal infrastructure because there's a lot of change management that has to happen, and really looking at that cloud integration challenge that you've got going on there. Uh, so some very cool stuff. Security probably is one of the number one barriers to cloud adoption. I think people are keeping data in their data center mostly uh, these days because of regulation, compliance, and security concerns. Getting this Absolutely. Right. Getting this right would be one. Okay, if you're interested in cloud security strategy, that's the phrase on the IT Weekly newsletter this week. Cloud security strategy. Although you're going to find actually three articles, Warren. You're having trouble getting up those unique phrases now. I am. I, with over 19,500 articles out there, I'm having trouble finding a little catchphrase. Well, I think three articles is great, though, for cloud security strategy. Mm -hmm. If you just want you know more, type in just cloud strategy and you'll get a good 36 high-powered articles on how you should shape and think your approach to cloud, which is a pretty nice uh, resource there. Let's look now at something we just sort of mentioned there, which is regulation, compliance, security, privacy. And we've talked before about CCPA and, and GDPR, and you've been sort of hinting that you think that there's going to be a U.S. national privacy policy. Does this article give us any more information on that? 
You know, Mike, it's out of ARS Technica, and it's called Mandatory Opt-Out Data Breach Notification, part of a new privacy bill. And I don't know if a federal privacy law is on the near horizon, but I'll tell you, that ship has left the port. And whether we dock anytime soon is anybody's guess. And any company out there that is not planning for some sort of a national privacy law is sticking their head in the sand and ignoring the real possibility. There is no way that a company can have 50 different laws just in the United States, plus GDPR, plus Asia, plus, you know, wherever it is. You've got to be planning for this. And the problem with companies right now is they're ignoring the fact that it may be cheaper to pay any lawsuits than it is to fix a problem. Remember the old Ford Pinto? Oh, yeah. The exploding oh, yeah. tech? Mm-hmm. The, the smoking gun was they found all these things. Says, well, yeah, we could redesign it, but let's just pay the lawsuits. Well, there's a new bill that's been introduced into Congress now. And if it's passed, it would allow people to opt out of tracking and collection. And can you imagine the social media companies dialing up their lobbyists to make sure this bill never comes to a vote? I mean, talk about revenue going down the drain. I think it's going to be catastrophic. But part of this bill is that if you take a look at terms of service, whoever reads those things. And and that whole thing is just mired. Well, this new bill says it's got to be easily accessible and reasonable in length. So, Mike, I don't know if this bill is going to be the golden ticket for consumers, but there is no doubt in my mind that we cannot have 50 different privacy laws in the United States. So it's coming. Take your head out of the sand and get ready for it. Yeah, I I actually am probably one of the few people that tries to read terms of service when they come along on my screen. Yeah, nobody uh, does that. Mike, I, come on, really? Mostly, <laughs> mostly I scan. I'm not a lawyer, any reason. Mostly I scan them just to see one how long they are and how unreasonable some of their claims yeah. get as you go into the seventh page of terms of service, <laughs> where you're signing over your your great grandchildren to their indentured servitude to these companies if they put your tweets out properly or something. I don't, you know, it's just it's wacky stuff. What I'm some people will ask for in their terms of service, but no one reads them. So you're signing your rights away when you click on those things. Yep. Definitely need to take a look. So instead of GDPR, type in SMPR. Uh, that must be the name of the act in some way, Social Media Privacy and Consumer Rights Act. So SMPR for this one. If you type in privacy, you're going to get 360 articles. So definitely a lot of noise about privacy out there. Definitely take a look at that. Do you use social media, Warren? I do. I do. I'm, I'm a big yep. LinkedIn fan. I'm not a big Facebook fan or Snapchat or TikTok or any of that, but I am a big LinkedIn fan. So you probably have signed some of those terms of service. You might want to go, I, read, might want to go read those. I, you know, I should, but I'm like everybody else. No, I, I trust these guys. You trust them, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. This is, this is like you know, the cobbler's children not having shoes here. You know what I'm saying, Warren? I know. I know. everyone else to like beware of this stuff and then we don't look at it ourselves. Okay. Yep. Let's move on to what some advice here. Uh, you found an article with some advice for the CISO or the CISO, the Chief Information Security Officer. And this is really an article pointing out things that they probably should be considering. Yep. The article is called Eight Things CISO Should Be Thinking About But Probably Aren't. It's out of CSO online. And let me ask you, Mike, let's say you're a CISO, you're sound asleep, and the phone rings at two o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you, your adrenaline has got to be pumping. Your heart's got to be tacking. You're just, oh my God, something is going around. So even if it's a wrong number, you're going to have a heart attack. So CISOs and CIOs, they've got to be laying awake at night, thinking about everything from building a secure infrastructure, blocking ransomware, internal data theft, misuse, and the list goes on and on. And this article gets insights from actual CISOs 
and looks at the outlier areas that can cause some real headaches. I mean, for example, third-party security. Governance is the key for security practices at vendors, libraries, third-party processes, connectivity. Uh, Look at innovative ways to increase securities. Convert staff thoughts for improvements into requests for comments. And let your staff expand their ideas without criticism. Understand your company's data footprint. You cannot protect what you're not aware of. Know what data is proliferating and what's key. I've only covered three of them, Mike. There's five more here that we can take a look at, but you ought to read this article for things you'd be aware of. Like a CSI doesn't have enough sitting on their plate already. I mean, a lot of this at one level seems like things they would think and worry about, but then when you dig into it, it's like, yeah, I bet you for each one of these things, you can come up with an easy example, like third-party security you know, who would have thought to check into SolarWinds backend GitHub processes before you implemented their monitoring tool for your security in your environment? Like no one, no one, who, right? Who would ever have thought that they would go back to that root file internally to the company before they ever sent it out to 18,000 companies? So right. you're absolutely right. So Right. And then uh, periodically testing the tools that you currently have. I mean, who does, who tests their security tools? Some, we, do, we do all sorts of penetration testing and outside testing and black, but who's actually testing the tools that you're using to make sure they're safe on there. So I like that as well. Yep. Along uh, those lines, Mike, go out to the IT weekly newsletter and put in red team and see uh, what sort of penetration testing and blue teams, you know, and what's the difference between a red team and a blue team. So, right. so anyway. don't get stuck. Don't get stuck on just one kind of testing. Some of this reminds me of being in the military, right? It's not enough to be armed and dangerous. You have to be vigilant. You can't just go to the board of directors and say, well, we bought the right tools and I hired the right staff. He said, well, what are you doing day to day to be effective? That's really got to find some interesting key performance indicators of security there. Yep. Yep. So your phrase here, for the CISO is heart attack. <laughs> okay. I, I, I thought I'd have an article I put in heart attack. I didn't have any articles. So I thought, oh, there's a great little um, If that doesn't get the in. point across, I don't know what will. Uh, <laughs> if you just type in CISO, you will find 253 articles today. I mean, that list keeps growing. So, yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, little dark humor there, Warren. Um, oh, I'm sorry. What about our next article here? We're staying on the security theme this week, it looks like. Now we're talking about not what the CISO needs to know, although he's a senior executive, but what do the other senior executives, what should they know about cyber and security and cyber breaches and everything else? What's going on with the rest of the executive team? Yep. It's an article out of Continuity Central. It's called What Senior Executives Need to Know About Cyber Breach Management. I don't know if the board of directors is acknowledging their responsibility in public but I will bet you, I, I serve on the board of directors, but behind closed doors, there's things that they're aware of. And imagine the scenario where a significant breach has occurred. And then now let's say you get sued. And then part of the thing is they go to the board of directors and says, were you aware of this lack of security? And they, yes, we are. Why didn't you approve the budget? Well, big trouble all the way down. So remember, board members are responsible. The board has a fiduciary responsibility to make sure the company is resilient with the appropriate plans and process. It doesn't mean you have to understand them in detail, but you've got to be aware of them. And also from a legal standpoint, the board, I think is going to start to become accountable. The buck stops there. And then you've got all these regulatory agencies out there. Also, the board is becoming visible. The board's duty is to protect the company's shareholders and customers. And the board is highly 
vulnerable to phishing, vishing, smishing, whatever it is, because a lot of times they have access to personal and very private and highly valuable information. So they're subject to being attacked. So they give you some steps on how to go about creating this and making the board aware of it. So it's a very good article to make your board aware of their responsibility. And one of the things I like about how you pick articles often is that it's practical advice for someone in a position who might not actually have had prior experience like working with a board of directors. Like, what does an IT person do if they get called in front of the board? What does a CISO do if they need to report a security plan to the board of directors? Uh, and here you've got some articles that here's some very clear steps to making those presentations and uh, share the information. So I like that kind of professional development. Just go out there and put in management or leadership, career development. So I have not only technical article, but those of us in the IT industry you need to be aware of career paths and leadership as you don't want to stay in the same job forever. All right. So this, the phrase here you picked is BOD cybersecurity. So the, the acronym BOD and then cybersecurity is one word. will get you this particular article. If you just type in cybersecurity, Warren, you're going to get, I didn't put I a number. I literally my... don't know how many articles because there's no number there. It's like a private hidden number. So here's a challenge to you listening to this. Go type in cybersecurity and let me know folks in the audience, how many articles you get? My first mistake ever. So, <laughs> I think there's a lot of articles on cybersecurity, <laughs> but uh, we'll do BOD cybersecurity will get you this particular article. And brings us to our number six article this week, which is still staying on the theme security and brings back around cloud and really talks about how cloud and adoption is going and what people need to do I think with uh, getting people to adopt their clouds or to approve clouds, what, what are you talking about a cloud security here? What's the advice? Well, the, the whole article is on a network computing. It's called five tips for building a cloud security architecture. It's ah, by okay. Sagar Nanger, who's a digital strategist for CalSoft. Okay. And clouds have over time become very complex and dynamic with features that are way beyond what we even imagined a few years ago. And with this complexity, and features comes a pressure for companies that use clouds to have in place security processes and policies. And Cigar lists five areas that companies must pay attention to. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but if you're using the cloud, you need to take a look at these. For example, identity and access. Clouds are not secure by default. They offer secure services, but it's your responsibility to set them up correctly and apply them across all the workloads. If you go out and unsecured APIs, weak APIs leave a company open to attacks. Go to the IT Weekly newsletter and just put in API and see how many articles come up. One of the biggest problems out there is misconfigurations. Oh, yeah. Human okay? misconfiguration. Oh, often. I mean, you've seen the price list from AWS and Azure. And I mean, it's just huge. And you've got a huge number of moving parts. But more importantly, you've got all sorts of instances that are opening and closing all the time, and you've got to be aware of it. So take a look at this article, and it gives you some very, very good articles about how to set up a cloud security architecture. And I've used Sigar Nangir in the past. He's got some really great articles out there about the cloud in general. Awesome. And a couple other things there. Also on tips, you've got some tips in that article on what to do when you're building security architecture specifically. So yeah, one of the is, things he talks about is shadow IT. Somehow you've got to get the shadow IT out of the dark area and bring it up. You've got proxy tools, firewalls, SIM logs. You can determine where the shadow IT is. And if it's being used and it's legitimate, 
you know, use them or crack down on it. I mean, it's just a great article all the way around. I know shadow IT is sort of a big topic, but just to make sure people are understanding what shadow IT is, it's where your users are going around IT to obtain basically IT services. And so that is a potential leak of your data, undermining of your data governance. It's yep. uh, not to mention a possible financial drain as each different unit goes and puts their own credit card into the cloud and does different things. Yep. You know, and IT is as much to blame for shadow IT as anybody. You know, you're, you're say, you're a, you've got a project that you need done, and the CEO is calling you up, and you call IT and you say, I, I have this project, I need some space. And they say, well, it'll be six weeks. Uh, have you filled out the form and blah, blah, and you've got your managers? And the guy says, to heck with that stuff. Here's my credit card. Azure, fire me up a little instance. IT has got to solve that problem. So I don't know how many times I've talked to people said, oh, I just went online and went to this little app thing, got a free account, and that's what we're using right now. So they're not even necessarily paying for it, but they loaded up half the project data onto some unknown account server for project management or whatever else. And it's like, wait, is that a, does anybody know about that particular service you're using online or did you just, yeah. just start using it? Oh. And, and then they put out real data to test it. You know, instead of building some sort of a microcosm of your data, there's a real life customer data that you've put out somewhere in the shadow out there. So I think IT has got to have a way to solve this so they can get these projects up and running without all this bureaucracy getting in the way. And I understand the need for bureaucracy, but that's where shadow IT has come into play. All right. Well, cloud security is certainly no easy task, as you've got here in the notes. Phrase for this article, if you want to find it, cloud security tips. Cloud Security Tips will get you this one article. And again, if you just shorten that a bit, Cloud Security, you're going to get a lot more. I think that gets you over 150 articles just looking yep. at Cloud Security itself as a topic, which is pretty cool. So, Warren, those are our six great articles today. This has definitely been a security day. Seems like it's uh, never going out of vogue. We're just constantly worried about our security. Yep. People ask me all the time, well, why don't you concentrate on security? Well, it doesn't matter if you're in operations, if you're in security, if you're in security operations, you've got to be aware of the entire gamut of IT. So people say, well, I'm just going to focus on this area. It'd be like going to school and only studying calculus. There's all sorts of other areas you've got to be aware yeah, of. And I mean, that's you've what got, we you've got articles that cover database technologies. You've got articles that cover different kinds of applications that cover infrastructure, some storage articles. You've got up and down the IT stack application development. And How about this? Are you aware that the 6G technology is already starting to come out? 6G? They haven't I even got 5G installed I yet. I can't even afford a 5G phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go out to the IT Weekly Letter and put in 6G, and you'll find articles about what's going on there. So how about quantum computing and yep. how it's going to affect encryption? You know, there are companies out there, IBM, Microsoft, Google, they're working on quantum computing in this whole encryption area. So we cover the entire spectrum. Uh, how about this? Chip manufacturers are now coming up with one nanometer line widths. One nanometer. I mean, IBM just introduced two nanometers, and now they're at one nanometer. So I, we're going to need to find out what the next uh, acronym is uh, under nanometer. What's the one smaller than that? I've picometer i don't know i know i was talking about nanometers yeah. that's some cool stuff maybe we'll do a show soon on all the cool cutting edge future stuff although for it people you know looking 10 years down the road uh sometimes it's hard to do when your desk is full up to here daily with the current problems yeah. but i've got an article on robotic hands that they've got pressure sensitive in there now and they've linked that to a lady and she's controlling the the arm with her thoughts 
and can actually pick it up. So I put in robotics, put in RPA, whatever you're interested in there. I just have a wide range of, of interests on articles. So very cool. If you're interested in listening to this podcast as it comes out, be sure and follow us on your favorite platform, whether that's Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from, follow us. Uh, if you want to find the podcast homepage where a lot of these links live for all these different podcast engines or just listen to episodes live there, go ahead and look at smallworldbigdata.com. Look for the Tech Top 6 podcast page. There's also a contact form there where you can just fill in whatever question, comment, query, or bad dad joke that you have uh, and give it straight to us just by hitting enter. And let's put out a thank to Michelle Rado, who makes us sound a lot better than we are. And if there's anybody out there that would like to have a podcast, Mike and I are available to do an interview for you. And Michelle will clean it up and put all the stuff on the other end. And so uh, we're available to help you out your uh, marketing efforts. Thanks, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle, for making us sound professional. Yeah. Uh, and I should also add, there's probably about 10 different podcast directories, starting with Apple Podcasts and some other things out there. All the links are right there. Again, that's smallworldbigdata.com on the Tech Top 6 podcast page. Get directly to us. With that, Warren, I think it's been another great episode. I'm sure you've got some more work to do because you've got another find another dozen articles for us for tomorrow. Yep, I'm driving back up to the mountains and driving through the desert. And, and this is the time of the year where our saguaro cactus are starting to bloom. And we've got some gorgeous desert views out there. If you're ever interested in coming to Arizona, it's a great place. <laughs> and hopefully bring your own water, I hear. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Make sure you stay Mike, hydrated out there. Take care, as, Warren. Mike, you take care of yourself. Stay safe. All right. Take care, guys. This has been a Small World Big Data Podcast. <laughs>